Hello, everybody. Here I'm there to talk about Anchor. It's one of the best podcast uh, platforms that you can you can uh, go on. You can put all your podcasts on Apple, Google, any place. Any place to put up your podcast, you could all do it in one place. Anchor has all the tools to allow you to record and edit your podcast right from the phone or computer. And you can distribute any of your, your podcasts on any platform like Apple, Spotify, Anchor, you know, Anchor, Stitcher, iHeart, everything. It's everything you need you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. And let me tell you, I have had great experience with Anchor. Download the Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started today. That is Anchor FM to get started today. I'm Joe. I'm Cindy. And this is the Cindy and Joe show on Between the Whistles, Detroit. We are your hometown team in the marshmallow world. It is a marshmallow world because the Lions have actually won a few games. Yeah, they're 2 3 and 1, right? And I think what people need to understand is all the hate that Dan Campbell got, I think is very, very, it was very premature. Well, yeah, but Joe, you can't really blame people because, come on, let's face it. The Lions have gone through this. The Lions fans have gone through the same exercise year after year, decade after decade. You can see where they're just a little hesitant to give any leniency here. I mean, they tried, you know, and it looked like Dan Campbell was going to, you know, and the Lions were going to disappoint yet again. But now they look like they might have turned a corner. But what did you expect? Like what? What did you expect out of this season? Like what? What did you expect? Dan Campbell and Brad Holmes inherited a a, a pile of misfit toys and coal. <laughs> well, I don't think anybody was expecting them to go the first what eight nine games without a win. Well, I mean they had a lot of injuries and yeah, that that happens. Yeah. Okay, but now you're just talking typical Lions Listen, talk that people have been used to hearing, and they were just sick of it, Joe. Last year, last year at this time, I told you, I told you that Jeff Blaschel should stay as the Redskins coach. That's what I said, and that's paid dividends. Even though there's still people that still disagree, uh, disagree, but they're a bunch of morons. Anyways. Yes, but Lions fans have endured a special kind of torture. Here's Joe. what Lions fans are. Okay. <laughs> Lions fans are like the guy who went to the bar once and got uh, a. She, he picked up a nice woman, right? Yeah. He thought she was a woman, and, <laughs> and, and they go home. They go home, and 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 he realizes he got more than he bargained for. Then he got he got home. He's like, "Oh, it's about to go down. We're I'm I'm, I'm about I'm about, I'm about to do it." And then you know, little guy, little clothes start coming off, and then he, then she pulls out, then she, he pulls out the big surprise, Kushemi uh, <laughs> sub, red meat, three meat sub, like oh she just, God. and he's like, oh no, I, I did it again. Be- I can't believe you just. Oh said no, that. I did it again. Oh and not God. only that, not only that, he goes the next week into the bar and he goes, everything's gonna be different. It's gonna be different, and then. The same thing happens again. That's what being a Lions fan is. So you need you need you need to just take away take away take away time from the bar and find yourself a good old wholesome woman. Go to church. Go, go to, to church. the grocery store. Go, go to the, the library. Grocery, right. Do they to, have libraries anymore? Not many. Well, people don't know how to read now. 
That's the problem. Now we got the libraries, we got the books that other people can't read. They're um, audio books now. That's right. That's right. Um, you know, so I think that's really what it was, Joe. I think that, you know, I think Lions fans are just so gun shy, and rightfully so. And I think they were just gun shy. And however, in, in that first Lions win of the season was, you know, that was a squeaker. Let's be honest. Exciting, mm-hmm. but a squeaker. Mm-hmm. But here's what I like about their most recent win. Um, yeah, let's, that let's, was, let's talk about it. Let's, let's talk, about, talk it. about it. That was a bona fide, honest to God, win with some tremendous effort and showing off some talent and skill that they hadn't showed yet. See, here's what I think it is. You know, the Lions are the youngest football team in the NFL, right? And, okay. And usually young doesn't win games. Like, you could, everyone says, let's go young, let's go young, let's go young, let's go young. But... When you go young, you know, <laughs> stupid things happen. When you go young, it's it's like it's like it's like. Well, there's the a reason they say sim- young and dumb. The simplest and, of yeah. tasks are like, what the hell did you just do that for? Now I'm 27, so I could say that because you know usually. Oh yes, you're so old. Right, I'm I'm <laughs> I'm young. I'm still young. And you I'm, are wise. I'm still dumped sometimes. But you are wise beyond your years, Joe, which is why I can stand to be on the show with you. Right. So here's, <laughs> here's the thing. When you're young and you're kind of dumb, you're going to make mistakes. Yeah. And I'm st- we're starting to see they are 2-3-1 in the last six games. They're starting to figure it out. I think, well, I think that's true. I think that you're seeing a team that is taken quite a while to get started Mm -hmm. uh definitely late bloomers for sure but i think that they're starting to finally gel Mm -hmm. and i think they're starting to finally figure this out they they had to get it dialed in um and i think dan campbell's been a huge huge part of that yep he never lost faith in these guys they never lost faith in him exactly it's been a mutually respectful a mutually uh supportive relationship between this head coach and his team and I think that he's, and I said it last week too, he's setting an excellent foundation, I believe, for hopefully uh, a nice jump start, and this will be a catalyst for next season. And people don't understand, you know, we talk about the culture all the time, especially when it becomes to like the Red Wings and Tigers, is you want a culture that has a little bit of, you have a hardworking culture, and you know what's expected. You know, the, that's the one thing the Red Wings, they know what's expected of them, even when Datsuk left and Zetterberg left and Eisenman left. This it was this, the whole premise was still the same. Like you're expected to do a lot because you it's it's an honor to wear that jersey. Right. With the Lions, it really hasn't been an honor to wear the jersey. And, it's been like a curse. But but these these people coming in there, this is one of the best football towns in America, in America, and they have they play for one of the original franchises in the NFL. Right. And it's it'd be pretty cool to win with an original franchise that hasn't won in a long time. Absolutely, and I, I although I have a concern, um, I think Dan Campbell is definitely on the right track. I think he's starting to figure out who he is and what works for him. What I'm concerned about is moving into next season. Is you know he's got obviously going to have some roster sh- shakeups, and yeah. uh, how is that? You know, are they going to start all the way over again? No. Um, you know, Jared Goff, what's what's his you know statue going to be? He'll still uh, be with them. See, people wanted to get rid of the Goff, right? You keep Goff for another year. You know, Penn Sewell, who you drafted in the first round, he's becoming one of the best tackles of football, and uh, like that's a guy who can be 
a leadership person in that locker room. You know, when you're young and you're just starting out, he could be the leader that you're talking you're, you're talking about. I think when you come into a, come into a, a situation like Dan Campbell did come into, where he inherited a roster that really didn't play up to what they were expected to do. Yeah, I think he had to re. They did overhaul the roster, and they had to go through a whole litany of issues with, uh, you know, talent, and they they really struggled out of the gate, obviously. But the injuries didn't help. You know, they're missing a lot of pl- good players on that roster that aren't playing this at this time. Well, and that's what's interesting, too, is that isn't it interesting that the Lions performed as well as they did, and it was really quite an exciting game to watch. They really had command of the game mm-hmm. the, the entire way, and they did it without some of their best guys on the field. Yeah. What does that say? I think that speaks actually even a greater testament to um, Dan Campbell and as well as the coaching staff yeah. that they have a program now where they can plug and play. And that's the key, you know. In the NFL, you're it's oh, it's a already uh, it's one of the team you know one of the teams that wins it all is a team that got by because of their depth and the way that they there's their organization is you know built they, they can get away with injuries and get away with things that are not that aren't working that they can get away with you know the lions are just in the beginning stages of it, but you gotta like what you've seen against a good team in arizona and they beat the living crap out of them and nobody expected it and i think to a certain extent, too, you know, I think the, the cards came in a bit overconfident. They're figuring, well, who are we playing? We're playing the Lions. I mean, you know, they probably figured, oh, let's not try too hard. Let's not risk an injury. Not let's not, you know, let's um, let's take advantage of this opportunity to kind of dial one thing, it in. The one know? thing you got to understand is that that's a testament to their coaching that they came into a game that they were expected to win and they yeah. laid an egg. They they didn't even get off the plane. Like Kyler Murray, the quarterback was like he didn't think he's like they hit us in the mouth. You know that's the thing that Dan Campbell is really his his philosophy is actually coming home because one thing that the Lions do do is they have a we're gonna hit you in the mouth first and if you can respond then you're good. We're gonna hit you in the mouth again and again and again. I think that's what's helping the Lions because they're not the most talented team. They shouldn't be winning. They shouldn't have won against Arizona. But they hit someone in the mouth so hard that they really were rattled throughout the game. Yeah, I think they definitely got them off balance. They got them off balance. They got them off their game. And um, that that may have been Dan Campbell's strategy all along. Yeah. It's just knock them off balance, take advantage of that, and hope that they don't recover in time to, to make a difference in the game. So, Especially when you're not as talented yeah. as the other team. Right. You've got to come at them with – a full force. Well, you got to get creative. Yeah. You got to get creative. And one thing I've noticed with Dan Campbell, and if you look at him, he likes to be unexpected. Yeah. And he likes to be creative. And if nothing else, it's a little you know more fun to watch anyway. And of course, he's just animated in general and he's fun to watch, you know, he <laughs> in and off of himself, right? But um, I think he's also given these guys the latitude and the permission to have fun with this. Yeah. And I think that's a good thing too. So... Uh, the Lions are definitely, I see, a different Lions. There yeah. are different Lions. They may not necessarily be a better Lions team, but they're definitely a different Lions team. I think, so I think you see the transition I happening. Think, I think they're going in the right direction, for sure. Yeah. I think this offseason, when they can add more talent and add more pieces to the pie, I think they, you know, the NFL is the easiest league to rebuild in. I mean, the NHL, you know, we, used to, we talked about it with the revenues, six, seven years sometimes where it takes time to get to that point. 
I mean, the Tigers were rebuilding for eight years. Right. In the NFL, you could rebuild in two years and be contender in third year. So let me ask you this. It's Christmas time, mm-hmm. right? Everybody knows. A few more days till Christmas. Merry Christmas, everybody. Um, it's Christmas time. If you could have a present under your tree, and this is a dream gift, right? And you could choose any current player in the NFL to bring onto the team. Don't think about if they're available or not. Nope, this is totally a dream situation. You find it under your Christmas tree. The one thing you've been asking mom and dad for, you're asking the football gods and goddesses out there, who is underneath your Christmas tree for the Detroit Lions, any player in the NFL? This is a hard one. But I think I would go with if Miami traded with uh, the Miami Dolphins traded with the Texans for Deshaun Watson, and then they had Tua Tagovailoa to become available, that'd be a great Christmas present for the Lions because they need a quarterback. I mean, Jared Goff has played really, really well lately, mm-hmm. but Tua is young and he's really coming along really, really, really well. And this draft is not that good for quarterbacks. There's really not a quarterback that you go, oh, that's a guy, you know. Yeah. It's all guys that you go. Maybe, maybe, but that that would be the Christmas present I'd have. Okay, so we both picked a QB because I think that is the one position. Don't that tell really... me you picked Tom Brady. Well, you know I love Tom. No, are you kidding me? I want Tom Brady under my tree for me. Oh. That's a me present. Are you kidding me? Oh. Hello, oh. but no, honestly, who I would like for the Detroit Lions. Uh, he's actually one of my other favorite players because he's just a great guy in addition to being a phenomenally talented quarterback. And um, who do you think it is? I don't know. Patrick Mahomes. Oh, dude, if Mahomes came here. Oh, right. Patrick Mahomes would be my would be my dream guy to, to give to I the would Detroit ha- Lions. I would have to go to the hospital because that erection would be lasting longer than four hours. <laughs> It would be bad. It would be bad because I'd be like, I'd probably call him to work and be like, this is the best day ever. This is the best day ever. Yeah. That yeah. would that would be my wish for the Detroit Lions. I get Tom Brady out of the deal. They get Patrick Mahomes. That's the that's the present. <sighs> Wait. You said Tom Brady. Yeah, he's he's the gift under my tree for me. Oh. That's a me present. Well that's not happening. <laughs> One can dream. One can this dream. is the Cindy and Joe show. We'll see you next time as we talk about Larkin spilling a beer and giving a beer back. And I've got a great story. What a Christmas story. <laughs> we will see you in the next segment. See you. Welcome to Cindy and Joe show. I'm Joe. I'm Cindy. And we are talking about Dylan Larkin spilling beer. <laughs> well, doesn't everybody spill a beer now and then? Listen, beer never broke anybody's heart. That's the truth. And I have a story about that. But first, we're going to talk about Dylan Larkin buying can a I just, beer. Can I just say something right, right, off, the, right off the rip? Uh, sure. Are you going to rip everybody, on me? Everybody, everybody, including my co-host, Miss One Cindy Iglesias Berry, <laughs> the, uh, the person who is running for Secretary of State of Michigan. Shh, don't tell everyone. It's a big secret. Um, it's not really. It's but not that, really a big secret. No, it's not. It's, it's Facebook official. We're good. It is. Anyways, you told me last year that Larkin needed to be traded. Oh, my God. And I said, Larkin is a, he's a leader. 
Now, here's how I know I am right. Here's how I know I'm right. Because he spilled a man's beer. Uh, uh, I don't know the man if he's old or young, but everybody that is a man drinks beer. Everybody. Everybody. It don't matter if you're young. It don't matter if you're old. It don't matter if you're on a ventilator. Well, yeah, <laughs> that, that, that you can't drink. You, you really couldn't. No. Okay, You'd uh, have to have it infused it, through the I, IV. It, it don't matter if you're on an oxygen tank. Right. Like you, men drink beer, right? So And some what, women. Yeah, some women, yeah. Yeah, some do. But here, I said last year that he's a leader, and you were yeah. like, no, Joe, you're just, being, you're just sticking up for him. Uh, now we stand a year from that happening, almost a year, and I say, oh boy. what now? What now? This guy, this guy is a total boss. He is, he is He's learning the Steve Eisenman way from Steve Eisenman. Good. You know, well, I'm looking forward to the time when he d- has a run like Steve Eisenman during the late 90s and early 2000s. Allow him, to get a, Steve Eisenman, allow him to get a better team around him. When Steve Eisenman routinely was posting over 100 points every single season. That's what I'm looking for. Hey, I'm just asking Dylan Larkin to come up with 75 points, if you remember, at the beginning of the season. And everybody was like, oh, I don't think he can make 75 points. Well, we're going to wait and see. But look, he's having a great year. Yep. He did a great thing. He is the leader of the team. He is. And he did a great thing in um, buying a beer for the guy. And it's actually realistic about the price of that beer because it was 20 bucks. He had the, I don't think the beer is 20 bucks at LCA. Not far off, though. But, uh, you know, he asked uh, someone back on the bench, you know, if they had 20 bucks, uh, one of the equipment guys, and uh, he had him bring 20 bucks over there to cover the guy's beer. So, because he felt bad because he was, but here's the thing. You know I sit on the glass a lot, right? And um, I, everybody knows you don't put stuff up there because it's going to come back at you. Oh, I can't handle it. Oh, he, sorry. He bumped it. Oh, no. Oh, no. I feel terrible. You knocked your beetle? Yeah, sorry. Hey. Where'd Zuby go? Zuby! Oh, it's Zuby. Zuby had him covered. Yeah? You got 20 bucks? I got 20 bucks in my drive saw. I knocked over the guy's beer. You got what? I knocked over the guy's beer. I feel bad. Right Right behind the net. Him and the gray and the red red wing sweatshirt. Could have been more descriptive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He got the beer. He got the beer. He got the twenty bucks. Well, here's what's interesting. So here's my story. You ready for a story time? Okay. What's your story? Story time. Uh, so what happened to me of the very first game I ever went to, and I do mean the very first hockey game. I'm sitting on the glass, and as you know, I'm doing research for my movie and the book and all that stuff, and y'all will learn more about that later. But anyway, so I'm doing research, and I'm working, okay? And I've got my notebook out, and I've got my camera, and I'm doing my thing. And um, I happen to be looking down, and I, you know, I was writing, taking notes, and so forth. And uh, I was sitting, I'll tell you where I sit. I'll set the stage for you, Joseph. Oh, boy. So I sit in pretty much the same section most of the time. Mm -hmm. Okay? And that's the section right next to the Red Wings home bench. Yep. And I sit 
usually in seat 10 or 11. Oh, uh, here we go. With the about suspense. halfway. Yep, about mm-hmm. halfway in, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, it, I don't know why we were doing well. That This was a couple of years ago. We were doing well, and so there was quite a few people there. And um, the beer vendor is coming down you know, down into the section and they start handing this very, very large beverage like over the people's heads between me and the steps. And, um, everybody's trying to get my attention. I'm not paying one bit of attention. I mean, really, I I really wasn't, I was doing my own thing. And finally the woman sitting next to me says, Hey, I think someone's been trying to say, I think that's for you. And I said, Oh no, I, I didn't order a beer. I don't drink that stuff. So uh, I don't drink typically, and so I, I said, no, it wouldn't have been me, and I was working anyway. Well, come to find out, I'm such an idiot. I am an absolute and yeah, utter don't moron. don't say, because I knew where the story was going from the hot. <laughs> so, some, somebody bought, uh, you a beer. bought me a beer, yep. and I had no clue, and I feel so bad. I have felt bad ever since, because I was being very... Unappreciate. I might have seemed to be very unappreciative of the the, the, the gentleman who bought me the beer, and um, because I didn't accept it, and it wasn't that I was being rejecting of of the the offer. I just don't drink, and so uh, I mean, if it would have been a Coke, I mean, probably better offer a water or something. But ah, here we go. Uh, no, I'm serious. But I have felt bad, and I felt like an idiot ever since. And you know what? So I want to do a blanket apology right now. Blanket apology. And and I did kind of find out after the fact who it probably was, and he's still on the team, and and God God bless him. Um, I'm so sorry I did not accept that beer. I'm so sorry it was nothing against you. Hey, I don't let me, let me, didn't know who you were, let me, but let me, I'm so let me, sorry. Let me say sorry for you. I will never send me another beer the next time you see me at the game, and we know who each other are. Send me a beer. I'll buy you one back, my friend. After the I, game, win or lose. I'm gonna say sorry for Cindy since she can't say it. <laughs> I did say I was sorry. I'm sorry sorry. that Cindy is so sheltered. (laughs) I'm sorry that Cindy is, she went to Regina High School. What does that have to do with anything? Because you're a Catholic. And it's Regina. Get it right. You're a Catholic chick. You you just don't know. Right. So we don't know when people are being Regina, Regina, whatever. (laughs) All girls school. I'm, yeah. And, Mm -hmm. and. You just fitted the stereotypical politician person. I don't out, think out of touch. so. I'm sorry that she is out of touch with reality. I've been teaching her. She is, <laughs> You've been trying. She is finally trying. Get, she is finally getting somewhere. We are getting somewhere <laughs> very slowly. I, I'll give you this. I'm a little more aware now. I am certain I have more. <laughs> I awesome. have greater awareness. Of, of etiquette and protocol, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to young gentlemen. So yeah, thank yeah, you okay. for that. Mm-hmm. I'm so good to know that. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I I I felt like a what would you call it a, a boob? You, yeah, you, I felt you, like a boob. you were a total genuine boob. I'm so sorry. And that was I'm very very disappointed. That's that's I'm my... glad that you admitted it. <laughs> I, I am. I'm coming clean here on the show. The tonight. first step is admitting that you had a problem. <laughs> Yeah, my problem was, hey, by the way, some millionaire sent you a beer, you idiot. You didn't even realize what the hell was going on. I'm such an idiot. See, you can't, you can't answer this question, but there was time. Yeah. Because someone, someone famous bought you a beer, but you didn't accept it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I am going to say, I went to a bar in Novi. Uh-huh. And there was a certain individual in there who was a very, very, 
uh, how do you say it? a very very well known commodity in the Detroit sports community. Yeah. And uh, he was a little fella, like a, a little wee fella. You know, he wasn't. He was shorter than me, but his his, his legs looked like tree trunks. <laughs> and I was like, a we, wee fellow. A wee fellow. You know. <laughs> and we were taught. We were talking, and he was like, it's like so. What do you think about these? Very, very soft voice. Very, very soft voice. Yeah. It's like, what do you think about this game? We were talking about football, you know? And, I was talking, and he bought me beers all throughout when we were talking about football. And who was it? Barry Sanders. Well, I'll be darned. So I'm not the only boob here. But I'll tell you what, I've got a double. But I accepted the beers. <laughs> See, I'm not you, stupid. Because you drink beer. It wouldn't matter who was giving it to you or buying it for well, you. Yeah, if you, if, you'd ask, you if, if you would ask me hen dog, I, I would not take the hen See, dog. there you go. Hen, so, hen dog is a double. You know? so, so there you go. Um, well, I'll tell you what. I got one more for you. And it's so ironic. What I tell people all the time it's ironic that I co-host with you, my friend, Detroit's fastest growing sports mm-hmm. podcast. Yep. For those of you who don't know, we reach literally uh, millions. millions of people all the time, which is shocking. No, but it's ironic because I was at um, a Detroit um, entertainment establishment. Um, you were at a strip club? No. Oh, sorry. Oh, my sorry. God. You would go there. Holy cow. No, it was, it was no. And it was quite a few years ago now. And I was waiting at the valet with my friend. And there was a, a young college Kid looking guy there. Hold oh on. my god. Guys, breaking news from the compounds of, <laughs> of Between the Whistles, Detroit. Cindy Berry visited an entertainment venue and it was a strip club. It was absolutely not. There was no stripping going on here. There was little 90 year old ladies there and there was no. So. <laughs> Like, that makes a difference. It could. It could. I don't know. I've never been to one of those establishments. I'm, as you pointed out, where I'm just pure as the wind-driven snow. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I'm very sheltered. I've lived a sheltered life. And um, some people would just call it normal. But that's okay. Um, Sheltered. Whatever. Mm Mm-hmm. The point is, I was at this place. I was waiting mm-hmm. for my car and mm-hmm. waiting at the valet. And there was this kid sitting there, or standing there. He had his had his hat on backwards, had mm-hmm. his t-shirt and his jeans mm-hmm. on. And he just kind of standing there by himself, which is a little unusual, but mm-hmm. it didn't occur to me. And uh, my my friend, who is more dialed into the sports world than I was certainly back then, and uh, you know, people started kind of randomly kind of looking at this guy and kind of coming up to him every now and then, again, kind of rather soft spoken. And I'm like, he was very unimpressive to me. I mean, it, it was didn't make an impression. And she mm-hmm. says, you know who that is over there, don't you? And I said, no, who's that? It's some college kid, right? It looks like a college kid. She said, no, he just he just signed on to play with the Lions. He's a Lions quarterback. That that's that's Matthew Stafford. Oh, you're another shot. Oh my God, had no clue, no this, clue at all. This is one of the travesty. I know. Travesties of our. You know what? This is going to live in infinity because, well, we know it's going to, it's going to be used in a commercial. Oh, I'm I'm sure. I had no clue who Matt Stafford was, but uh, you know, but it was a very nice kid. I guess he had just gotten to Detroit and uh, was kind of finding we'll, his we'll, way around. We'll, we'll see a commercial when you know, you're running for your state <laughs> office. Did you know 
that Cindy Barry once visited a strip club and then see Matthew Stafford denied him a drink? Absolutely not. <laughs> now, that would be someone typically convoluting both stories. Neither, not true, never been to one of those places that's, before. That's, that's, that's how the politics I, I did, yeah. I, but I totally screwed up the whole someone's buying me a drink. Oh, I feel boy. bad because I feel I was being, uh, you know, unappreciative and rude, and, and that's not me, as you know. So anyway... Uh, but I'm glad that the gentleman accepted the beer from Dylan Larkin, and it was a that was a classy move, class move, Dylan. That is uh, why to you. D boss, your mo- your mama raised you right, my friend. That is why D boss is the right choice for captain because that takes a gentleman and a scholar to recognize that, like, yeah, that dude probably doesn't have the money I have, and I just spilled his beer, and you know, beers at those Caesars are not cheap. Except if you're in a long well, club. Well, D-Boss knew enough to that it was 20 bucks. Right, <laughs> so right. He needed 20, 10 bucks wasn't going to cover it. So, um, yeah, it, it, it's cool to see that he's that aware and he's that cautious. You know, he, It's very, very cool to see a, a player like that. It was a very classy move. And Class very, act. Very, and I, very, very cool to see it from your hometown team. Absolutely, I give credit to I give credit to Mama Larkin though she raised him mm-hmm, right, mm-hmm. and uh, he did a great he did a great honor to to his parents who who obviously raised him well and uh, great gentleman uh, he's showing tremendous promise this year I think he's really come into his own I'm nothing but excited to see him after the break. I was right. Oh God, I'm never gonna live this Woo-hoo. one down. Woo-hoo. Next, next Woo-hoo. segment, Woo-hoo. next segment. In the next segment, we're talking about Michigan football, and we got a little bit of issues with college football and what's going on in college football. We'll speak on that in the next segment. Welcome to Cindy and Joe Show. I'm Cindy. I'm Joe, and we are your hometown team on Between the Whistles, Detroit. And it is going to be a blue, blue Christmas for our Michigan brethren. Oh, blue. Why are we supposed to go blue? Um, I'm it, confused. It, if you are a Michigan fan, yeah. Yeah, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Well, we are because even though we both are pulled for the Spartans, we both like them. I'm an alumna. You're, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you're a Spartan guy too. But the fact is that. Michigan has the chance to go up against Alabama if mm-hmm. they can get past Georgia. Mm-hmm. And COVID is going to play an issue with the whole Georgia-Michigan matchup, it seems like. Absolutely. Well, you know, and the whole thing is that, you know, the um, uh, the conference came out and made a statement that, and I don't like this at all, the idea that you can win the championship via a uh, forfeit from a team that has COVID. Who the hell wants to win that way? That would be the worst way to win. I wouldn't even want to win that way. That would be the worst way to win. I mean, obviously you get to win so you're not mad. But you're not happy about like it. Like a win is a win is a win? You're not happy about it because you basically got pushed to the national championship game. Yeah, because you won by default. Right. Who the heck wants to do that? That that undermines the entire spirit of competition. And, and, then, and then you put it on the other side of the issue though. If Michigan contracts COVID, there's a couple players that contract COVID, and they have to forfeit. How big of a how big of it is it? Like, we finally got to the playoffs. Finally. Yeah. Finally, it's like <laughs> it's like it's like when you know a guy finally scores for the first time. Oh my gosh, you're like on this kick today. But go ahead, roll with it, it's, my friend. Roll with it's it. like, oh yes, but then listen. <laughs> 
to not play in the playoff after you got there and you earned your way there because they earned their way there. They beat the crap out of some some good teams. Ohio State. Iowa. It's kind of like it's kind of like making having an, a, a, a life experience as you just described. Yes, a life experience. A life that's, experience. That's a very very political way to put it. Very, yes, yes, yes. Politically yes, correct. Yes, yes, but very very diplomatic. Mm-hmm. Uh, having a life experience such as that, uh, which all of us who are uh, adults, most yes. of us have had this. Uh, mm-hmm. You have that life experience, and then you find out you only got to have it because someone dared somebody to do it. Oh, that would be the worst. Right? Or that, like, you were the only available option. And then you realize, well, shoot, I'm not special anymore. That would be the worst. That's the same can thing you, with... Can you imagine? You 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 are just so happy and someone goes, yeah, you know, I paid that, that chick to do it. Right. Like, You're they like, somehow... Oh, my I, God! What? Devastation! This is horrible! Yes, yes. What just happened? Same thing with winning a championship when you didn't earn it. Right. And same problem. I think, Everybody, like, if you're in any any type of competitor, if you won by default, you feel like, okay, well, I won, but I don't feel great about it. You know what I'm saying? Right. And and I so I, I don't even like the fact that they that they brought that up and put that in there. And now you've got teams like Michigan who are taking extraordinary measures. They're taking extraordinary measures. Extraordinary measures to make sure that that doesn't happen. You know. The the uh, all the uh, Michigan team uh, they're all having this uh, what boost, do they call it booster team thing. boost or yeah. something booster they're all getting the booster shot well my God they're they're taking booster shots because supposedly COVID's run rampant but they were all vaccinated right so obviously it didn't work the first time but they are so afraid of that potential scenario yeah. that they are all getting boosted I mean just in case do you blame them because they spent their whole season and they. Only lost one game, and they played better since that one game that they lost to Michigan State. And they got to the playoff. They beat Ohio State. They beat. They won the Big Ten championship. I mean, when you get this far, you want to go the other. You want to go farther. Well, and especially given the fact that Michigan, the Michigan Georgia game is going to be a great game. Yes. Because Michigan's got the best offensive yes. line. And it's coming up against the best defensive line, as you pointed out. Yeah, Georgia has a real, Georgia has an extraordinary defense. It's so good, but their secondary is susceptible to be, yeah. get beat. But you know, when we look at the the matchup between Michigan and Georgia, they're the same team. They are literally the same team. You know, so it's almost like you're going to see Michigan playing themselves. Pretty much, because yeah, if you look at it like okay, the quarterback Stetson Bennett, the Georgia quarterback. That's in Bennett sounds like a kid that like, came from a country club, you know. He, he just sounds like a badass. Stetson, Stetson Bennett. Who those, those? I love his parents' thought on that. Stetson. There's like you can't be a, a pansy as being a Stetson. I think you impossible. Can. I, I think you can. Nah, Stetson's tough. Yeah, I think I think you're, I think tough. you're a country club kid that like you just you know you. you no, you know what a country Stetson. club. Stetson, Stetson, come here. Go back to go go get us some wine chillers at the clubhouse. <laughs> No, that his name would have to be Hudson. Hudson is a country. Remember club name. the Texas quarterback? His name was Hudson Card. That was pretty sweet. I like Stetson. Anyway, enough with all these names. Here's the thing: but they mirror the Michigan, 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 yeah. Georgia mirror each other. They're both their quarterbacks are guys who are they're not flashy, but they're just good. They get it done because they have mm. a good defense and they don't turn over the ball as much, and their running games are. Decent. None of, none of them are spectacular by any means. Right. Michigan has a great offense line. Georgia has a great defensive line. 
Georgia has a good offense line. So I suspect, my thought is, and tell me if I'm right or wrong, you know, we often say certain teams or certain games are going to be high scoring. I'm willing to bet you this is a low scoring game. This is a race to 20. Yeah, this is a low scoring game, I think. I mean, the over-under right now is 20. I mean, the over-under is 44 and a half. Wow. Do you think it's going to go over? I mean, if it's if it's a 17-20 game, that's under. Yeah, I think it's going to be under yeah, for sure. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I, I take the under all day. I wouldn't be surprised if it was a 14-7. I wouldn't be surprised if it's all field goals. And if that's, if that's the case, it favors Michigan because they have the best kicker. Well, so let's hope that that's the strategy. I got, I got, I got, a, bad, I got a bad story to Jake Moody, okay? That's the Michigan kicker. Yeah. So my senior year in high school. Go to the we can. I think I think it was my junior year. I might have been my junior. Year. I, yeah, junior year. We were playing Northfield in the playoffs. That's where Jake is from. Okay. And you didn't hurt him, did you? No, 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 no. Okay. Because you hurt people. He kicked a sixty-six yarder to like basically win the game. Wow! In high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that we, I don't know what it was, but like in my division, we had these kickers that can kick like a billion yards. Like they had Kyle Brinza who went to Notre Dame, and then they had Jake Moody who went to Michigan. Fun, fun times in, in that little conference, you know. Yeah, sure sounds. But like if it, yeah. I was to say who who has the better edge, it's Michigan because they had the better kicker. But man, that Georgia defense is so good. You're not going to be able to run the football, so you got to get you got to get your pass game going. So what I think the worst case scenario. That could possibly happen here. Here's what I'm looking forward to in the in the grand scheme of things. First off, I give Michigan the edge over Georgia. I think they're going to take them. But it won't be satisfying for me, Joe, unless they're playing Alabama. Mm-hmm. With my luck, there's going to be some great upset. Cincinnati's going to beat Bama. And then I'm looking at Michigan playing Cincinnati. And I'll be so disappointed. Yeah, but if you're a Michigan fan, you would like to play Cincinnati over Alabama. Well, you have a better chance to win it. Yeah. But look what – but the thing of it is you want to prove yourself. You want to put yourself up against the best because here's what you don't want. I don't – you know what? I know – I know I, – okay. No, there's this, a certain this amount is, of – This is, this is going to sound facetious, but it is not. If I'm Jimmy Harbaugh, I want Cincinnati to win because – You're naturally facetious. I, I don't want to play Nick Saban. Nick Saban is like an ultimate cheat code. He gets to like he, he gets to the playoffs. His team doesn't play that good, and then he gets all these reps and practices to get his team right, and they just turn into like unstoppable Bama. Like they're just they're they're a machine. Like they're they're a machine. Look what they did to Georgia. Like they destroyed the crap out of Georgia, and that guy that they have at quarterback Bryce Young is going to be a number one overall pick next year in football for the NFL draft. Like that kid is so. Effing good. He never. He's just. People say like, oh, defensive line of Michigan is their strong suit. With Bryce Young, you play Bryce Young, you need that secondary because half the time he's fast enough where he can get out of the pocket and make his plays. So they're going to definitely have some challenges there, but I I think it's just. What I don't know. I just think you made it, like you said, you made it this far. I want to go up against the best of the best and beat them. I mean, to mm-hmm. me, that that's the most satisfying thing you're ever going to get. Because the worst thing is, it's like with this whole COVID, um, you know, uh, policy now. It's like if you're playing a team that uh, got lucky and squeaked by the best one for some reason, and now you're in the, 
the worst part about winning an election, winning a championship, you don't want an asterisk after it. Yeah. For any reason. Yeah. I don't care what it is. Well, let's say Bama gets COVID and you play Cincinnati by default. Right, that's what I'm saying. That that would be that would be a doomsday scenario because I mean, let's you beat Georgia, right? It's, or let's say that game got canceled too. It's just Cincinnati and Michigan in the fight in the national championship. Neither team belonged there. They didn't yeah. they didn't beat the team that they were supposed to play. And they're playing each other. Okay. I mean that really wouldn't yeah. seem like a playoff to me that seemed like that seemed like it was set up from the beginning yeah right so you know that's the thing is that when you win a championship you want it to be you want it to be i agree with you though you want you want to you want to play the best and beat the best that's what you want to say absolutely mm-hmm. and they're the defending champions so i i don't see where i remember our but our, good, want our good friend of the podcast Darren mccarty mm-hmm. when they uh lost to uh Colorado Avalanche, I think it was, I think it was in 2001. Mm-hmm. I think they, I think they went against the Colorado Avalanche and they lost, or no, the Cal, they lost in the first round. The Colorado Avalanche were the best team and they won the Stanley Cup. Yeah. And um, that was the year of Ray Bork. And they, 2002, they, get, they got to play them again in the Western Conference Finals. Every one of those players says, I wanted to play Colorado because I wanted to beat their ass. You, to be the best, you got to beat the best. Yep. And I think that's just that's just how it always goes. Like, if you really want to be the best, don't you want to beat the best? Like, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure when the Buccaneers played the, the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, I'm pretty sure it helped that they were playing the defending Super Bowl champion. Oh, 100%. And I'm pretty sure this year when the, the Buccaneers go to the playoffs, I'm pretty sure every team is going to want to play the Buccaneers because they are the defending Super Bowl champ. And if you can unseat them, that's the greatest feeling in the world. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's more to it than just the title. There's there's the satisfaction. Of the you earned your way that's to right. that. Yeah. That's right. I think exactly. I think I think it's like you, you were saying, though, is like you want to play Bale just because of that. Mm-hmm. You want to beat the best. And I think that's, that's actually... If you were going to go the best way to where you could say there's no doubt that we beat the crap out of everybody is you play you beat Georgia and then you play Alabama and you beat them. That's there's no one that could say it was a fluke or you got lucky. It was no, you had a really really good year. That's right. That's right. And that's exactly the cherry you want on the top. And I'll tell you, they're going to all these extraordinary measures to try. I think try to make that scenario yeah. happen. And uh, I got to tell you though. They're going to all these crazy extreme measures. You know what I got to say? You know what my solution is, Joe? What? Here's my solution. They should follow my advice. Outlaw kissing the week before. But you can get COVID from anything. But I guarantee you they're going to get it. You know, they talked about, oh, it's safer now on campus because everybody's gone home. Yeah, because nobody's sucking face with people. That's why it's it's safer. Listen, so outlaw kissing. Don't worry about the booster. Don't these, worry about these, the infusion. These young just men, keep your lips to yourself, these guys. Young, these young men need to get a little mm, before they go. Oh, kick stop them. Stop it. Mm. Oh, yeah. stop it. The point is just use my point. Is this use some your point? Darn is common invalid sense. Valid because these men <laughs> need. Stop possible, right? These men need to get their frustrations out. <laughs> I think they just got to take one for the team, keep their lips to themselves, be smart about it, and um, 
try to keep yourself as healthy as you can. Take one for the team. You'll be fine. Take out that frustration on the field when you get there. That's my solution, Joe. I can't believe she just said that, guys. <laughs> In the next segment, we are giving our lump of coal to a, a person and our Christmas Miracle. wish that we want for yes. our New Year's wish that we want for the year coming up. That's in the next segment of Between the Whistles Detroit, your hometown team. Welcome to Between the Whistles, I'm Joe. I'm Cindy. And we are your hometown team. That's right, right here on Between the Whistles Detroit. And someone is getting a lump of coal. Someone or someones, no, I think. Someone. (laughs) I think we're both in agreement who our lump of coal is going to. And I think our our New Year's wish it's going to be different, though. Okay. I'm thinking that, yeah. Um, so, we start with the lump of coal. You go first. Alavila. Easy. Mm-hmm. Alavila. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some people think he made some smart choices mm-hmm. uh, this season. They pointed here. that, But he did a lot more wrong than he did right. And mm-hmm. he ended up on a bad note when he shorted Carlos Correa on his contract. Yes. That was. Yes. Feels like venom. Feels like venom. What the hell was he thinking? Come on. It's not like he can afford to make many mistakes, and that was huge. So a uh, lump of coal to Alavila. I don't. I think he does the Tigers a great disservice. Um, poor A.J. Hinch. I mean, he's kind of like, you know, he's going to Scrooge. May I have some more, please? You know, he's just can looking. Can I have some more, <laughs> He's just trying to, you know, begging them to help the guy out here. He's a righteous guy, and he's got to deal with Alavila. So, the fact that Alavila does so much disservice to the organization, to the the guys in his organization who are trying to, to do the right thing, like A.J. Hinch, um, yeah, he's just not a go-to. He, he falls flat every time they need him, and um, makes bad decisions, and he gets my lump of coal. We have the same lump of coal, because I'm also going, Alavila, listen, you know, you look at these the sports landscape of Detroit. Steve Eisman, what a wonderful man. Brad Holmes, what a wonderful man. Uh, you know, Pistons, they're, they're struggling, but they're rebuilding, so we give them kudos. But Alavila's been rebuilding for eight years. Can you imagine if you were in your eighth year of trying to rebuild your life and you were like... We're going to short out on that. Mm. I mean, at some point, you have to say, is it me? It's like these people, it's like folks who have all of these relationships. Like, yeah, 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 you've had four it's, wives it's, it's, in it's, ten it's, years. It's, it's like the, Do you think it's you? It's like the guy who is, he is, he's been with seven women in like a year and a half. Right, And right. it's like, okay, this doesn't make sense. <laughs> you've been with seven women and none of them have stayed around. None of them stay wrong. Right, right. Who, whose problem is this? Exactly. You, you did it. Exactly. At some point, you have to say, "Is it me?" Um, you know, in my case, you know, my 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 uh, mine's stuck around for the last thirty three years. So I don't know. I think he's you know he's fallen and hit his head at some point. You know, he's got a closed head injury. We can't explain why he's still here, but. <laughs> but but anyway, no. But seriously, um, so I I don't. I, I don't understand Elavila's choices. I don't. I think he's good and continues damage to the organization. He's got to say to himself, "It's got to be me." Uh, an eight-year rebuild mm-hmm. is too long for anything. I'm willing to be patient, but at some point, you have to say, "You got to call it." You know, you got to call the game on the counter right I here. I don't really get mad when you make a mistake or whatever. 
But when you specifically short someone who that's not what they asked for, it's basically like a big F you. Like yeah. if, if someone asks, if someone says, all right, my services are, if someone said for you, right? Right. My services are like three grand to help you with your stuff, right? Right. And you said, hmm, I'll give you 2100 They're probably going to be like. When they're already a deal at three grand, right? They're going to be like. Yeah. Wait, what? What? What did you just say to me? Like, that's the biggest F you ever. So, yeah, Al Vila definitely gets that lump of coal. Like, he, yeah. that, that is, the, the, he's been the most brutal person we've had to listen to this whole year. And I'll tell you who I'm going to give my New Year's wish he's to. He's lucky he got AJ Hinch. Oh, there's no doubt mm-hmm. about that. Um, my New Year's wish, if I were to have a New Year's wish for someone... And I'm going to stick a little bit in the front office, okay? We can talk about players afterwards. But the gentleman who gets my New Year's wish, my wish is for Dan Campbell. Because I don't know of another head coach or GM who has been through so many disappointments. So, you know, you almost but not quite. Um, and just has kept the faith. And has stayed the course and has taken the hits and keeps getting back up, keeps getting back up, keeps getting back up. And I wish for him uh, to have a a fabulous draft. I wish for him to have some really tremendously good luck in picking up some talent and giving him something to work with because that guy's got heart. Who's that? Dan Campbell. Well, he's a coach, not front office. Well, you know what I mean. I mean, I'm saying not in the player ranks. I'm saying I'm talking I, about I, I management. Love, I, I love me some Dan Campbell. He's such a. He sounds like like the, he's yeah. a really cool guy. Yeah, he's 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 my th- that guy has heart. There, he call it what you will. What else he's lacking? But that's something he has in you know. He wears his heart great on measure. Sleeve. He wears Ab- his heart on his sleeve. Well, absolutely, and yeah. he's um, so. I wish for him. I wish those uh, everything good for him next year, and mm-hmm. I wish for uh, him to realize some of his dreams. So he's got my New Year's wish. My New Year's wish is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My New Year's wish is that Cade Cunningham actually gets someone to play around him because Cade Cunningham has played unbelievable this year. But his team, As expected. But his team is total dog poo-poo. <laughs> like, there's no one to help him out. This guy is like, can you help me? Please. It's like, it's like, it's kind of like, um, you know, a wife, right? She's doing all the cooking. She's doing all the cleaning. And then the husband comes home. And he, like, he goes, sits his ass on the couch. Starts falling asleep <laughs> while she's cooking. She's cleaning. She's taking uh, care of the kids. Taking care of the kids. Telling him. Go take a fucking shower. Making this turkey pot pie. Right. Making a chicken pot pie, which everyone loves. Right. And not only do you, like, not, like, help her out, but you, like, just, like, watch her do it. That's what the Pistons are doing to Kate Conningham. They're watching him do everything. He can't do everything. It's not, there's no sport on earth where you can do it all by yourself. Yeah, he's a Superman out there without a cape. I mean, he's got no, he's got no assistance. He's got no Lois Lane. Yeah, and the Pistons really need to get some people around because they need to start getting better real quick. 
Well, I think that's a great use. So your wishes for Kate Cunningham to get some help. My wish is for Dan Campbell to, to have to to realize his dreams a little bit of, of what he's hoping for with the Lions. Mm-hmm. And we both want to give Alavila a piece of coal. I think that's fair enough. Um, I'll tell you, who has been, you know, what would the Christmas miracle be for you? Detroit sports Christmas miracle. I'll tell you mine. The Red Wings play a game. <laughs> well, you're right. It was my Red Wings because, you know, I love them. I mean, I Mary, the, by the way, got to take it up to The NHL wants to fucking, you know, they want to they take off the whole season pretty much. Well, they're not going to the Olympics, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that was a smart, smart move. Thank God for that. I think it took a lot of well, pressure wants, off the players. Who wants to go to China for a five-week quarantine? That's... Yeah, no, they couldn't. They couldn't afford. They just couldn't afford it in so many ways. So smart move there. I'm glad that they uh, cooler heads prevailed over there and that they did the right thing. Um, but you know, I got to take the opportunity to say Merry Christmas, Happy New Year to all of my Red Wings. You know, I love you guys, and um, I want to tell you how proud I am of you. You're doing absolutely fantastically. Uh, Blash took back. I'll take back every negative thing I've ever said. Um, I I think you're out. You know I love you, Jeff, and uh, I, you're doing fantastic. So I had to take that. But I had your back from the beginning. He. That's the truth. That's yep. the truth. I know coaches. Um, I know. Coaches. I was getting a little bit impatient. That's all. Mm-hmm. I was just a little impatient. Um, but my Christmas miracle is for the Detroit Red Wings to make it. Deep into the playoffs. Ooh. Deep into the playoffs. I'm talking third round. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that would be absolutely fantastic. Um, I think they're going to make the playoffs. I know they're they're sitting in the eighth seat right now. I think they're going to make it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I want them to go deep. I don't want I don't want people to say that our wings were a fluke even or they the, squeaked in. Even getting the second round would be really really cool. Yeah, but, I want them, I want them to go deep into the playoffs. My that's my Christmas miracle. I'm praying for is for my Detroit Red Wings to be uh, playoff deep. And um, so that's mine. What's your Christmas miracle? Who are you, what are you wishing for, hoping for uh, the Christmas miracle that a lot of people maybe don't think is going to happen? My Christmas miracle. Would be is sort of in line with yours, and it's the Red Wings and them making the playoffs, obviously. But I want to see them get better defensively. My my Christmas miracle is becoming a better team, that better defensively, and going into the playoffs, getting Verona back, and winning a series. Like if you won a series, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. I don't ask them to get to the third round because that's that's. It's Eastern Conference. It's a tough conference, and um, but just getting to the playoffs, getting in the playoffs, playing meaningful playoff games, that would be very very huge for this. This the t- the team that they're building is way too special. They have a lot of talent coming in. They have a lot of talent that is uh, on the roster right now, mm-hmm. and they have a lot of talent that's coming off injury injury in the in like February and March and everything. So I'm really hoping that the Rebels kind of get better, show that they're flashing, flashing at the right time. Mm-hmm. That way Steve Eisman can get me like, okay, well, this team is getting better, so let me add more pieces because they have the cap room to do it. Yeah, absolutely. And if I had to pick a, a Christmas miracle, if I if I were be so bold as to ask for two of them, um, one that's not specific to any particular team here in Detroit but affects everyone, 
and that is my Christmas miracle would be by the time uh, we're a year from now is that COVID is no longer an issue. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That it's no longer an issue. Mm -hmm. That we talked about it before, COVID's not going away, but I'm hoping that a year from now it is no longer an issue and that it has been uh, properly managed so that we can get back to life as best, as normal as we can, where nobody's got to worry about taking vaccinations. No one has to worry about missing games. No one has to worry about forfeiting. Nobody has yep. to worry about, you know, these ongoing protocols. Um, that that cannot be good for any of these sports teams. And every single one of them relies on the camaraderie in the locker room, relies on gathering together socially. Um, you know, it's all that team building that is being encumbered mm -hmm. by COVID. And I pray my Christmas wish is that, or my, my, my Christmas miracle overall is that COVID is no longer an issue this that, time next that's year. A, that's a great one. I think everyone can agree with that because definitely put a hamper on a lot of things within uh, sports life and all that stuff. So yep, I agree with that one. So I'm in total agreement with them. Awesome. We're agreement on something. Yep. Next week, Cindy will not be on the podcast. We, we might we might do a special podcast. We don't know yet, but we might. We'll have to see because I will be in sunny Florida. Florida. You'll be in the great state of Florida. I will. And so for all of you that are going down I seventy five, let's wave to each other. Uh, I know everybody. Everybody I'm talking to, we're all going to be driving passing each other on I seventy five between can now. Can you and drive fifty five? Oh hell no! Who can? Nobody drives. You know what's interesting? It's one of those things that when everybody, anybody who's driven down I-75 to Florida, and most of y'all who are listening have, isn't it always the case? It always seems to take you longer getting home than it does getting there. It's one of those weird things. It's like when you go on a road trip, typically it seems like it takes forever to get there and then you get home quicker. Mm -hmm. Florida's different. I-75 on Florida, in Florida, coming from Florida is different. When you drive down, it's like, man, you're just excited to get there. And for some reason, it takes less time to get there than it does to get home. It seems like taking home takes forever. And you're wishing you flew because you don't want to drive home. you're so excited to go to Florida. And then when you're driving back, you're like. You're dreading it. Can I just turn around? Can, can I literally just turn around? Especially when you hit that, like. West Virginia, uh, the Virginia, Ohio, where you start to see snow. Oh, you're like, no, take me back. Just take me back right now. Yeah, yeah. You're just dreading the snow and the ice and the cold and all of that kind of stuff. Love Michigan. I love my Michigan, absolutely. But I do not love cold, wet snow. And um, so yeah. So we'll see how we handle next week. You might have Joe. You might have. Well, you might have something special. Mm -hmm. You never know. Never know. But we will see you next year. Maybe. Yes. And have a happy new year and a happy Merry Christmas. And hopefully all your loved ones and everyone, you have enjoy your time together and everything. Stay safe, everybody. Yes. So, yes. We will see you next year on Between the Whistles. See you then.